Imagine you're walking down the street, minding your own business when out of nowhere, a brick wall appears and you run into it. Ow. So you rub your nose, get a little angry, and go around it. And as you start back on your path, an open manhole cover appears and you drop in. It's a small one, so you climb out, dust yourself off, and continue walking. Things start going well when suddenly... Yep, and there you are, without so much as an umbrella. Sounds like a cartoon or a bad movie plot? Nope, it's called life. And those obstacles? They're adversity. Hi, I'm Jen Banks. On the groundbreaking podcast AS4 Adversity, you join a community of resilient individuals and learn that the way we respond to adversity shapes our character. Every season deals with a new theme. So visit Facebook and search AS4 Adversity or download the podcast from the Apple Store or other podcast provider. A is for adversity. I am joined by law professor Shima Bachman, our newest Studio 5 contributor. We are just giddy and thrilled to have you here. Thank I'm you. Thrilled. Thank oh you. my gosh, and what I love <laughs> about that interview and you is that it showed kind of the layer facets of your life. You're talking about being a law professor, a distinguished fellow, while you've got a baby over your shoulder, <laughs> while you're feeding strawberries to a darling four-year-old. That's life and that's oh. you, and you balance those layers so well. Thank you. Well, it's not always a, the perfect balance, but I try. <laughs> well, I love that you bring all of that to who you are and to what we'll talk about. And, and this idea of leading, Shima, I think is a really interesting topic to apply to our show and, and to the women who watch because they might be saying, well, I'm not a leader by the traditional definition. I'm not in a leadership role. But what do you hope they take away from our conversations from this series? Yeah, the biggest takeaway is that all women are leaders. Right? I mean, whether you're a leader in your home, in your family, in your community, I, I think this series will give women these kind of tangible skills that they might be able to take away because they are all leaders and everyone can, can benefit from this in whatever role that they're um, experiencing right now. The foundation that we'll set today involves finding your voice. Why is that so crucial? Why is that so important? Yeah, I think finding your voice is embracing the leader that's inside of everyone, mm-hmm. right? Studies show that women leaders help increase collaboration, they improve productivity, and they also help inspire people within their organizations, more so than male counterparts. And so I want women to know that whether their organization is their family, whether it's their work, their community, that they have this potential to help so much just by speaking out. Yes, well, and behind voice, we find words. And I think we're at a point in time where words have never been more important. And women feel scared sometimes to use their words or to use their voice in positive ways. So I appreciate that we're starting with this this goal to find that voice as we lean into leadership and all that comes with it. In order to find our voice, you want us to first look within and look above. That's right. I think to speak boldly and to know what you want to say, I feel like you have to look within yourself and above. And what I mean by that is, where do you find your strength and your confidence, right? Is it divine or is it temporal? And I believe if it's temporal, then that means it's also temporary. And so without that, you know, kind of deeper sense of who you are, um, you really need to, you know, without the deeper sense of, sorry, can I... Uh, no. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, um, so I think it's, uh, yeah, if it's temporal, it's temporary. And to love yourself is the first step. So for me, my love of myself comes from knowing that I'm loved by God. And I've embraced my identity as a daughter of God. And to continue to remind myself of that is what gives me the confidence and strength 
and the knowledge of what I need to speak about. It does have to be that continual reminder though, right? Because we can all, you know, I think say, I know who I am or I know where I get that source or that inspiration. But in the throes of busy life, you almost have to recenter around that fact each and every day. That's absolutely right. I have to constantly remind yeah. myself of that. And I can be bold because I know who I am and I have to keep reminding ourselves. I think the world will kind of distract you from who you are and your own worth. Right. And I think it might seem like a leap that that's the first step in finding your voice. But I really promise that if you recognize your divine worth and love yourself, then you will know what you need to say and that you'll be more uh, able to say it and more bold in your statement. I love that. And I love the use of yeah. the word the word bold. We need more of that. Um, next, you want us to embrace our uniqueness while learning from others. Explain what you mean. Yes, yes. And you can discover your uniqueness by asking yourself, what do I have to offer? Right? What's different about my life experience than maybe some other people's experience? And what can I speak about that can improve the world? What do I care about? What am I passionate about? And I think it's okay to learn from others. I think a lot of leadership books don't say this, but this is something I believe. But I think if your goal is to speak up at PTA meetings, it's great to you know read about the issues and, and, um, and kind of study it and talk to people. But it's also important to watch how other people do it. And if some mm -hmm. people are successful in doing it, then learn from them. And um, I have a story about this because I remember in law school, so law school exams are basically based on one exam at the very end. So it's very okay. stressful. And yeah. the way you prepare for it is by outlining. So at the end of a course, you'll have a hundred page outline. And so one year I thought, oh, I'll be really clever. I'll just create my own outline rather than using another student that had it from a previous semester, uh -huh. which is what everyone does. Uh -huh. And it was the biggest waste of time, right? I had to reinvent the wheel and I just never would do that again. And I think it's similar to our lives, right? Yes. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We don't, if you see someone that, something that works for someone else, you can use it. And the key is just not to you know, copy or compare. It's just a matter of looking at the skills at work and yes. then just adopting them for yourself. Suzanne Hall is a local designer and mm, one of her. the team leads, you know, Suzanne, <laughs> at, at Alice Lane. And I once, no. I once asked her, like, how do you know when to lean in, uh, right? She's so yeah. talented and so brilliant in so many ways. So. And I'm sure she loves that we're going to talk about her yes. like this without her knowing. If you know <laughs> yes. Suzanne, Sorry, give us, Suzanne. Yeah. But she said something yeah. so inspiring to me. She said, I lean in where I know I can make a difference. Oh, I love it. And that speaks to that uniqueness. Yes. Like, like you said, don't reinvent the wheel. If there are right. women out there doing it, you know, applaud them and cheer them along. Yes. But know what you can bring to that's the conversation. Right. And that's, that's an area you can lean in easily. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I want to share a quote, which I loved from Bruce Lee. Um, he's a martial arts legend, oh, yeah. for those that don't know him. He said, when I look around, I always learn something, and that is to always be yourself and to express mm. yourself and have faith in yourself. Don't go out and look for a successful personality and duplicate it, but start from the very root of your being, which is, how can I be me? And I had a colleague in law school that uh, really kind of changed my life, but you know, he went to a better law school. He was by all measures more kind of accomplished than I was. He had clerked on the Supreme Court, you know, in all measures. And I went to lunch with him and what happened just dramatically changed my view about everything because what he was talking about at the lunch for the most part was how much this other colleague of his was so articulate and had done, mm. you know, these great things and it got this prestigious job and published better. And in my, it kind of blew my mind because in my mind, I'm like, but you're the most, you're the standard, you're the standard. And so I just, it made me realize, wow, maybe, you know, Selena Gomez would compare herself to Taylor Swift yes, or whatever at yes. every level, the people at the highest levels of all the, the you know, every game in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Every field are going to still be tempted by this green eye of envy, right? We're all going to have this if we don't be careful. And so it really just changed my view of, 
you know, comparison can really just kill you sure. at whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. So that's a real danger in this. And yes, learn from others, but, but embrace your unique self. That's really the key. I was recently interviewed for a podcast, and I've been replaying a question and more so replaying my answer, and I would love a redo. Maybe this is my moment. <laughs> yes, But redo. I was asked, you know, in this in this 17-year career at Studio 5, have you did you ever kind of have that imposter syndrome where you uh. thought, I'm not? And I, 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 I cringe thinking of my answer only because I don't think it came off um, sounding very humble. And it's not that I want to sound humble. I just genuinely feel humble toward this opportunity and, and how it played out. But I said something to the effect of, no, because... The, it, it was me. Like I was. Yeah. I'm not here playing a character or playing yeah. a role or showing right. up in a title. But I've never. I've never really felt that imposter syndrome simply because this is me being me. And I think that's. I think that's. You know, something to think about. I would have liked to say it a little more eloquently than I did on that podcast. Yes. So sorry in advance. But I think there's something to that. Recognizing that you do have a unique voice, yes. as you've as you've said it, and that unique voice can contribute something that only you can. Absolutely. And I think you know the comparison can actually stall your growth and make you less effective. Mm -hmm. I think what makes you so effective is that people get, get to know you and who you are. That's why this show works so well, right? And I think however you're going to speak, wherever your outlet is, if you don't be yourself, it's going to be seen. You well know, people said. will know that you're not being yourself. Well said. Lastly, you want us to tackle our fears through love. As we try to find our voice, tackle your fears through love. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. I think you can uh, overcome your fear through love. And a lot of us have fears of speaking out. That's why we have this this mm -hmm. part as the mm -hmm. beginning series, right? It's using your voice. We're all afraid to speak at some level. And the questions I think people should ask themselves is, are, you know, is there a reason that you're not communicating certain thoughts or feelings with others? Are there certain people that you feel uncomfortable sharing them with or, or crowds, right? Um, what intimidates you? And what if you acted in love instead of fear? And so I find it's a lot less scary when you're intimidated if you pray to love those you need to communicate with. Mm. And I experienced a lot of fear in starting my TikTok account last year because as an academic, I feared what are my academic colleagues who don't believe in God going to think when I talk about my love of Jesus Christ? What is my family who is not of my faith going to think? And that fear, you know, was really difficult to overcome in order to speak. But I knew that that was fear that was trying to stop me. And ultimately, I decided to move forward because I knew I wanted to provide a positive voice of faith for the TikTok community that I felt needed it at the time. And so I, I've also used this same, you know, love to overcome fear when I started teaching law. So 15 years ago, when I started teaching law, I was so afraid, so much so that I was an utter disaster my first semester. My students I have were not learning that, and okay. it was horrible. And I just prayed to love my students more. To I love just your prayed, students. can I love them more? And I, I want to love them and I want to teach them effectively. And honestly, praying within a couple years, they voted me professor of the year. Look at that. And so it was just, it truly was that overcoming that fear and yeah. not thinking, what are they going to think about me? Well, just, can I love them? I'm sitting here thinking of the visual that yeah. fear our arrows in. Yes. And love yes. our arrows out. I love it. And so it becomes kind of that outward focus of That's how right. can I show up and serve others with my voice, with my presence, and not let that fear lead. Shima, I am so excited for this series and for conversations like this. Yes. The lead series starts today. Shima will be joining us on a monthly basis, and we look forward to that. Great job. Thank Great you. Great job. Thank you.